Hello and welcome back to the Into the Huddle podcast. My name's Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And today, we're going to talk about the crazy week three in the NFL. There were so many unbelievable moments this week. Of course, we had the butt punt in the Bills-Dolphins game, where the Dolphins punter punted the ball in to the back of his upman, I think they're called, and the ball went backwards and into the end zone. That was a safety. We also had, in that same game, uh, Bill's offensive coordinator throw a tantrum at the end and ruin a tablet, and it was really funny. And then we also had even the Sunday Night Football game, which, by the way, was a pretty terrible game, but Jimmy Garoppolo ran out of the back of his own end zone Kind of reminded me of Dan Orlovsky, who did that a few years back. He also ran to the back of his own end zone. So really just a lot of really comical moments. And it was another crazy week. There were a lot of comebacks. That early window, like the 12 o'clock games, these first three weeks, it's been unbelievable. Almost every single game has gone down to the wire. And yeah, I mean, how have you been enjoying the season so Yeah, far? I mean, these games... Uh... This week, some of the, the bigger games did not have a lot of good offense. I mean, Broncos Niners had a combined 21 points. So, some some not great games to uh, to watch, you know, but they came down to the wire, and that, that made it really interesting. Some uh, defensive struggles, I guess you might say, you know, the Packers versus the Bucks. that one, uh, I don't even think – I think they scored 26 points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – you know, not a lot of offense, especially from teams that you really would expect to be, you know, offensive juggernauts like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, like the Broncos with Russell Wilson, just have not figured it out. But it's made for some very interesting games, some games that have come down to the last play, one bounce of a ball. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun this year. It has. And let's start with with another game that was kind of relatively low scoring, especially with considering what we would expect from it. And that was the Bills-Dolphins game we were talking about. So the Bills, they came in as the overwhelming favorites. You know, everyone has picked them to win the Super Bowl. We even talked about whether they would go undefeated. And they are not going undefeated because they lost to the Dolphins. They lost 21-19. to And, I mean, if you look at the box score, you would have never thought that the Bills – uh, lose this game. Josh Allen had over 400 yards. Tua had less than 200. The Dolphins could not run the ball. The Bills had over 100 yards rushing. But really, the Bills just made too many mistakes. What was your impression overall? Yeah, I thought this Bills game, for them, it's just that they're shooting themselves in the foot, you know. I mean, this Dolphins team, they didn't really play well, as you said, could not rush the ball. Tua didn't even throw for 200 yards, mostly because he just wasn't out there for that many plays. The Bills' offense ran 90 plays, and Miami ran less than 40. So, I mean, that's less than half the plays. And, uh, I mean, this this Bills team, they were turning the ball over, giving them short fields, uh, not doing things right in, in special teams, and just, uh, you know, a lot of penalty yards. And, I mean, that's, that's just shooting yourself in the foot, beating yourself against a team that they – should definitely beat and a team that's like, like this game could matter for winning their division. Absolutely. This is just unexcusable, unexcusable from a Bills perspective. 
I believe they fumbled at least two times in this game. Uh, also, they had a late fourth that they failed to convert a late fourth down when they could have taken the lead. Their kicker missed a field goal. And obviously, late in the game, they literally ran out of clock trying to spike the ball, similar to what happened to the Cowboys last year. And for a team that expects to go far into the playoffs and expects to compete for a Super Bowl, this is just unacceptable. That reaction from the offensive coordinator just tells you that the Bills should have won this game. Yes, the Dolphins played well. Yes, Tua was 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 he was good, but I mean, there's no way the Bills should be losing this game. And I've seen I saw a stat where the last two years, every single one possession game the Bills have played, they've lost. And every single game the Bills have lost has been by one possession. And I think that's a concerning stat because, yes, we did have that game in Kansas City in the playoffs where the Bills, you know, they they should have won that game. You can't really blame Josh Allen or the Bills offense for losing that game. But to have every single one of your losses be close, it really brings into question whether this team can close out tough games and whether in certain moments they just fall apart and errors just start compounding on themselves. I mean – do you think this is something they should be worried about? I mean, maybe Josh Allen, uh, you've seen him win. I think he only won one playoff game in his career uh, this past season to put them in the game against the Chiefs where, you know, he didn't get the ball in overtime. Uh, and so, I mean, he lost that game to the Texans. I think that was two or three years ago where he, like late in the game, he just tossed a, a lateral to nobody on the Bills. And luckily for him, it went out of bounds. But, I mean, he's he, this team's kind of made some silly mistakes in crucial uh, big games. And, you know, losing close games, you just can't do that if you want to win the Super Bowl because you know there's going to be a game in the playoffs that comes down to the wire. You're going to have to be – you're going to have to execute, be perfect late in the game. And if this team can't do that, then, I mean, they're not really, you know, primed to be – a great Super Bowl team. Yeah, I mean, and to build off on that a little bit, Josh Allen has been great this year, and he was great in the playoffs last year. But at the end of this game, he was making some throws that were reminiscent of how he was playing, you know, his first two years in the NFL, where he was just throwing passes straight to the ground. He was making reckless decisions. There were four or five passes on that last drive that should have been intercepted. And another one of the really concerning things, I think, further from a Bills fan's perspective, is that he had 63 attempts this game. I mean, there is no way you should ever be past throwing the ball 63 times in a football game. The Bills were able to run the ball with Josh Allen, but really their running backs have not made much of an impression. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are fine, but they really don't get many carries. I think the Bills need to really focus on establishing the run game because whenever your quarterback is throwing so many times, that's a sign that you're really struggling to move the ball. And I I just think, you know, this is an inexcusable loss for the Bills, but at the same time, let's not overreact. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're really doing with this running game because, I mean, Devin Singletary, their starter, yeah, he had a bad game. He had 19 carries for 13 yards, but they handed it off a little bit to their backup, uh, Zach Moss, and he had four carries for uh, over 40 yards. You know, that's more than 10 yards a carry, and yet 
They're not trying to feed him at all. Instead, they're just putting all the weight on Josh Allen. He led the team in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and he threw for through 63 times. I mean, he's good, but you can't expect him to do everything and win every game. Like, he's going to slip up. You're going to have to rely on the run game to be a great team. Absolutely. Now let's talk about one of the other low-scoring games you talked about, the uh, Packers versus Bucks game. Two first-ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. But as you said, this game ended 14-12. to The Bucks had a chance to tie it with a late two-point conversion, but did not convert it. And at this point, Tom Brady has not looked very good this season. The Bucks have scored, I believe, less than or, or less than two offensive touchdowns in every single game. I mean, is this the end of Tom Brady? Is he no longer a reliable quarterback? I think it's too early to tell on that because he's still Tom Brady. You know, this game he didn't have Mike Evans, which is really tough. Uh, the running game just wasn't there for him, which is something that. I mean, especially now, he kind of he kind of needs a running game to base off of. And they only got 12 carries out of Leonard Fournette and none out of anyone else. So if, if this team can get back to the run game, find Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I think Tom Brady is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I'm going to disagree with you here because I think I'm going to say it, and it's going to be controversial. I think Tom Brady's washed. And I say it because I think – He's just not as focused or as locked in as he's been in previous years. Obviously, he retired during the offseason. And I think even though he was only out for like six weeks, that really, you know, affects how you operate and affects your your preseason work because in his mind, he was thinking, I don't have to worry about being ready for the season anymore. And I think it's really showed that he is just not 100% focused on what he needs to do. Obviously, there's a lot of drama going on with his wife right now. They're having a lot of issues with their marriage. We don't need to get into that, but I think some of it is is impacting his play because he the Bucks' offense, I mean, it's been terrible. It, they haven't been able to move the ball. They haven't been able to score lots of points. I get that his receivers have been unhealthy, but in previous years, you know, old Tom Brady – is able to make it work with substandard receivers. I think this is the beginning of the end for Tom Brady. I don't think he, the Bucks are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Look, look, You've been people have been saying Tom Brady has been watched for the past ten years. He's not. This team is still two and one. If they convert a two point conversion, they're they're probably in this. They're probably three and zero. No one is questioning Tom Brady. Uh, they got the Chiefs next week. I know that the Chiefs are a good team, but if they look good against them, I don't think anyone's talking about Tom Brady being washed anymore. Uh, he's just had a few rough games to start the year. Uh, but, I mean, this team is still 2-1. and one. Tom Brady's still good. I think that they'll still get it done, make it to the playoffs, and be Super Bowl contenders. I I don't know. I think this Chiefs game is going to really indicate a lot of how the Bucks season uh, goes forward. But, I, I'm, you know, you, you're right. I've, you know, I've made some Tom Brady's wash predictions in the past. None of them have worked out, but I have a feeling that this one is going to be true. I mean, he has to be, he has to be, he has to retire at some point. He has to stop being good at some point. I mean, I think this time it's for real because Tom Brady of the past, he may not be, have the best arm anymore. He may not 
you know, he's never been the most athletic, but you know he was always going to be 100% committed to winning. I'm not sure that he is this year. Uh, let's talk about the, the – the, we mentioned that the, that the Bucks are going to play the Chiefs uh, next week. Let's talk about the Chiefs. They lost to the Colts in really a surprising loss considering the Colts had scored zero points against the Jaguars in week two. And Patrick Mahomes did not look very good. He was barking at Eric the enemy. Clearly, he was unhappy. You know, what did you make of this of this Chiefs loss? You know, similar to the Bills, they made lots of un- uncharacteristic mistakes. Yeah, I mean, this was just not – they weren't playing like the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, he was just very average. You know, one touchdown, one interception, only 260 yards. Uh, the running game was just not there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had zero rushing yards on the game, and they gave him seven touches, yet still zero rushing yards. I mean, this is just not a very Chiefs-like performance. Uh, the defense, I mean, giving up 20 points to the Colts, like, you know, the Colts haven't been good, but, I mean, this Colts team has still has guys like Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman. Like, they're not a bad squad, but, I mean, the Chiefs should easily win this game if, you know, they're where everyone thinks they should be uh, as Super Bowl contenders, and they just kind of played, had a bad week. Yeah, I think, you know, let's not overreact. This is very similar to the Bills game where the Bills and the Chiefs both should have won their games, and they just made a lot of mistakes they should never be making. But I think if I'm a Chiefs fan, what I'm most concerned about is how the Colts were able to stop the Chiefs offense so easily simply by preventing Travis Kelsey from getting the ball. The Colts put Stephon Gilmore on Travis Kelsey, and they made sure that Travis Kelsey could not, you know, tear them up, and that Patrick Mahomes would have to rely on all his new receivers. And I think that without Tyree Kill, who do the Chiefs really have on the outside that can scare defenses? You know, like Tyree Kill, he he always had the potential to take the top off a defense, so you had to play your safeties really deep. You had to always account for him getting the ball on jet sweeps and on screen passes and so on. I think without Tyree Kill, the Chiefs are really going to, you know, have some trouble. And they're really, I mean, Miko Harmon hasn't really stepped up. Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't been great. Some of their other new acquisitions have been kind of average. So I think, you know, I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes. I know he'll be able to find a way to make it work. But against the best teams in the NFL, I think it's really going to be a problem if it's so easy to stop Travis Kelsey and then you have to rely on some of your other pass catchers. Um, Let's talk about the Sunday night football game, the Broncos and the 49ers. This was a pretty bad game of football. Yeah, this one was just tough to watch. I mean, both offenses were terrible. And I mean – Terrible. It, it was not not good on either side. Yeah, and let's start with the losing team here, the San Francisco 49ers. You've been singing Jimmy G's praises all year long, but he did not look great in this game. Yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't have a 14 QBR from Jimmy G. Like, I mean, honestly, it, it was just, just rough all around for this offense. Um, I mean, passing game, they couldn't really get anything going. Uh, he had that you know, run out the back of the end zone and safety yourself. Uh, it, it just was not good all around for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I think 
we have to give some credit to the Broncos defense. The Broncos defense has held each of their opponents to under 20 points in every single game. They've looked really strong. But when you when G, when Trey Lance gets hurt and you put in Jimmy G, you really expect that he's not going to make the same mistakes that a young quarterback like Trey Lance would. And this game really showed that Jimmy G is still very mistake prone. And I think one of the biggest problems is he's just very inconsistent. Against the Seahawks last week, he plays great. He's a solid game manager. He does everything he needs to do, and he doesn't make any mistakes. But then against the Broncos this week, he just looks terrible. He looks like a rookie quarterback playing with his head cut off, making dumb throws. That interception at the end of the game was terrible. So, you know, I've been saying that Jimmy G should be starting over Trey Lance, but this game really made me question it. And he really needs to be better if the 49ers want any shot at being a legit threat in the NFC. Uh, as for the Broncos, Russell Wilson for the third game in a row did not look good. Yeah, this has got to be the worst 2-1 and one team in football. Just by the way they played, I mean, this, this Broncos offense has not gotten off the ground versus the Seahawks the Texans, and now the 49ers. Obviously, the 49ers, you know, they have a pretty good defense. Uh, but those other two teams they played were very bad. And this week, you know, Russell Wilson, no touchdowns, only 184 yards passing. I mean, yeah, they ran the ball okay with, uh, you know, Gordon and uh, Javante Williams, but they need Russell Wilson to be the guy for this team. They have a great receiving core. They need him to step up, or this team is just going to be dead in the water when they start playing the AFC West. Absolutely. I mean, I think Russell Wilson has all the tools to be great with this team. He has a really solid defense, as we talked about, two legitimate running backs, several quality receivers, maybe not as good as the ones he had in the Seahawks, but still, for a quarterback of his caliber, we've come to expect a certain degree of excellence and consistency, and the only consistent thing about his play this season is that it's been very bad. He has not looked like the quarterback the Broncos were expecting. He's had less than one, less than two touchdowns in every single game. He's made some really bad throws. He's not been efficient at all. I think it's it's cause for concern. You know, I've been saying it all along. I don't think the Broncos are a legit contender, but I did not think it would be because it's Russell Wilson wasn't going to live up to it. I thought it was going to be because the supporting cast wasn't going to be good enough. And in this case, I think this is mostly on Russell Wilson. Yes, we can blame Nathaniel Hackett, who hasn't been great, the Broncos head coach. But I think, you know, the Broncos, if the Broncos want to live up to their potential, they need Russell Wilson to step up. Let's now talk about, you know, more on the positive side. Let's talk about two quarterbacks who have been phenomenal this year and are front runners for MVP at the moment. Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles and Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Both won their games this week. Both have looked phenomenal, both in the passing game and in the running game. If you had to pick between one of these two quarterbacks for who you think has a better shot at winning MVP this year, who do you think it's going to be? You know, honestly, I think it's uh, Lamar Jackson. He plays uh, in a, a division that's just looked at as better this Eagles team, if they win their division, people are going to say, you know, hey, it's because, I mean, the Cowboys, Dak got hurt, the Giants, uh, not very good, the Commanders, not very good. They're not going to give them that uh, same level of respect that they would give to 
Lamar Jackson if he beat out teams like the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bengals, who were in the Super Bowl last year. If he beats out teams like that, people are going to give Lamar Jackson, you know, the voters are going to give him a lot of respect. And I think uh, Lamar Jackson is just uh, more of a household name. He he can – I feel like he throws the ball a little better, puts up more stats than Jalen Hurts does. So I'm going to actually go with Jalen Hurts here, and I hear what you're saying, and I think that's very possible. However, I just think there's something different about Jalen Hurts this season. He has really surprised me because I did not think that he was going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. And so far through, through, through three weeks, he's been phenomenal. And really, he's been especially great in the passing game. We knew he's a great runner. We knew he was going to run for a lot of yards and score a lot of touchdowns in the running game. But there were a lot of question marks about his ability to throw the football. And in this game, he was great. I think now he has two legitimate weapons in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith played great this game. If he keeps this up, I think Jalen Hurts can really shock the world. And you talked about the division. I think that may actually play into Jalen Hurts' hands because since his division is so bad, he's going to be able to put up a lot of monster numbers in a lot of games against the Commanders, against the Cowboys, against the Giants. So I I think if one of these two are going to win MVP – I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Another factor to consider is that Lamar has already won. So, you know, Jalen yeah, Hurts is kind a, of the new story. So, yeah. Uh, let's now move into predictions, starting with the Thursday night football game. The undefeated Miami Dolphins travel to Ohio to play the 1-2 and two Cincinnati Bengals. Surely the Dolphins stay undefeated, right? I don't know about this. I think Cincinnati has a really good shot. Uh, they're one and two. Um, they're coming off a win. They need this win, unlike the Dolphins, who kind of, you know, we kind of all expected them to lose last week. Uh, you know, the Dolphins team is is three and zero. They don't really need the win the way that the Cincinnati Bengals need to win this game if they want to just stay competitive in this division. Uh, and I think Cincinnati is able to catch Miami off guard on a short week. You know, coming off that high of a huge win versus your division rivals, I think Cincinnati gets the W at home. So I'm going to agree. And I think one of the things you talked about is real, I think is really true, which is that the Dolphins really put all their emphasis into the Bills game. That was like the really emotional game that they needed to win, like the high point of their early season. So I think, you know, traveling to the to the Bengals, there may be not as motivated. They think they're on top of the world. They think they got this. I think the Bengals, I don't want to call it a surprising win because they did represent the AFC in the Super Bowl last year, but I think the Bengals, you know, win this game and I think it will be competitive. I think the Dolphins are for real. Tua has proved that he can be a a good quarterback, but I still believe in Joe Burrow, even though he struggled this year. I think he gets a convincing win in Thursday night football. Now let's talk about the Bills at the Ravens, two two and one teams, two very very good quarterbacks. Who's going to come out on top? Look, I think the Bills coming off the loss last week. I just don't see a way where this offense doesn't get it back on pace. Have a great run game. Have Josh Allen making all the right decisions. I think the Bills are going to win this game just because I don't see them coming off the loss last week playing another bad game. This team's too good for that. So I'm going to go with a bit of shocker. I'm going to pick the Ravens because I'm really concerned about the Bills' secondary. Both Micah Hyde and Jordan Foyer 
are injured right now, or at least Jordan Poyer has been really struggling. Micah Hyde is out for the season. Tredavious White isn't back yet. So I think Lamar Jackson will be really able to exploit that. And I think the Bills just, they had such a bad loss against the Dolphins that I'm not sure if they're going to be able to recover immediately. I think that's the kind of loss where you're just really shocked as a team and that just like stays in your mind and you can't move past it. I think the Ravens take advantage. Lamar's been playing incredible this year. They should be 3-0 if it wasn't for that crazy Tua comeback in Week 2. So I think the Ravens come out on top, though. I could see the Bills just obliterate the Ravens in this game like you were talking about. And finally, let's talk about the Sunday Night Football game. A rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. The Chiefs at the Buccaneers, both teams coming off a loss. Who is going to get their season back on track? Well, I think Kansas City, well, I said earlier, I don't think Tom Brady is washed up, anything like that. Uh, this Kansas City team, I think, just has more weapons. You know, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are both out for the Buccaneers. I think uh, Mahomes with more weapons than Brady, uh, with a better defense, in my opinion. Uh, I think they, they squeak this one out. I agree. You know, I, I said Tom Brady was washed. I'm going to stick by it. I think right now Patrick Mahomes is a much, much better quarterback than Tom Brady. You talked about the defense. You talked about the weapons. The only cause of concern maybe is that it's in Tampa Bay. But, I mean, the Bucks lost against Green Bay at home too. So I think the Chiefs win this one. I think that the Bucks have more problems at their core than the Chiefs do. I think some of the Chiefs' problems are are a bit easier to fix, where the Bucks just, Brady's not been good enough, they haven't been able to run the ball consistently, and a lot of their weapons are still hurt. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure you share a podcast with whoever's interested in learning more about the NFL, and make sure you stay tuned next week where we're going to cover week four. Thanks and goodbye.